you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome back to a new series of... Fingers on buzzers. Yeah. <laughs> the most excited improvised jingle we have had. And <laughs> you are right to be excited, Jen, because this is a trip that we took to the magical island of Guernsey. Well, I put myself back there then. It, it was kind of like being on a, a you get you got a ticket to the radio on roadshow. It, it was, was that kind of vibe, wasn't it? Oh. It was like <gasps> the sun is shining. We're on a beautiful island. Yep. And we've got a very special guest. I mean, I'm still <gasps> not entirely sure it happened. I feel like it might have been a magical dream, but we'll see if the listeners can hear this episode, <laughs> then we know it's real because we went away with Annika Rice. <gasps> oh, he's actual, actual Annika Rice. And me and Jen and Amanda, like, we laughed, we right. swam in the sea, we did drink a tiny bit. And, uh, and Annika Rice was so funny so brilliant so interesting and you if you enjoyed treasure hunt if you enjoyed challenge annika and who didn't then you will find out some incredible revelations about those in this episode and uh, some interesting things about camera operators in Ooh, France. 
Oh, wow, there is sauce. Be warned, listeners, there's a little bit of sauce, but it's in the most delightful way. So without further ado, let's just get on with it. This is what happened when Fingers on Buzzers went to Guernsey with Annika Rice. Thank you for having us on your beautiful island. We are already having a brilliant time. I have been recently, uh, I've done a few sort of evening entertainment after dinner speeches in uh, Guernsey at the Beau Séjour. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of nice to be in a venue where you don't feel that a badminton tournament could break out at any moment. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge to me. I know, well, I, everyone, we'll break into the Beau Séjour after this and we'll uh, run about, which will be lovely. And you, it's, it's a while since you've been to Guernsey, isn't it, Jen? Yeah, I'd say it's about 37 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, my very first ever holiday was to Guernsey. Oh. I was three. Um, I don't remember that much. I remember it being sunny, which was in sharp relief to Bolton, where I'm from. (laughs) Um, And there were some lovely butterflies. So uh, let's go butterfly hunting tomorrow, shall we, on our day off? That sounds very jolly. I've just just made that up. Well, these guys, you're all going to take us out tomorrow, right? We're all going to go and... That would be amazing. That would be so great. Um, Always one of my favourite things about coming to Guernsey as well is picking up my copy of the Guernsey Press. Uh, (laughs) She couldn't wait. She, she, she could barely leave the airport. Well, because I live in uh, London town and, you know, my local paper is, you know, six dead in whatever. And then you pick up the Guernsey Press and uh, Alderney Ferry stopped again. Oh. <laughs> Hold the front page. That, just, that does sound like some gossip you get down the post office, doesn't it? Stopped again. It's, what I love about the Guernsey Press is there is no story too tedious for them to cover <laughs> in absolutely loving detail. They really do. So, Ordinary Ferry stopped again. You'd think that would probably be the end of the matter, but no. Uh, the delayed launch of a new ferry service between Ardney and Guernsey was postponed again yesterday after a planned repair took longer than expected. Ordney Ferry Services was hoping to sail at 7am, arriving in St Peterport at 8.15am. Thanks for the... That's useful, useful knowledge. I mean, we like details, but... <laughs> you really do. But a turbo ordered from Belgium, which arrived on Tuesday, took longer to fit than expected. <laughs> And then we've got a quote here. All the people booked were local day trippers leaving here to spend their hard-earned money in Guernsey, said co-owner Charlie Smith. You couldn't wait for that ordinary pound, could you, to come in? Oh, yeah, you were looking at... And uh, he said, they've all rebooked and they've been really understanding. But this is my favourite bit, the final paragraph of the story. As the company had not taken any bookings for today, it will use the time for extra maintenance and sea trials and look to sail tomorrow. (laughs) Nobody wants your bloody ferry anyway. I love that. Nobody booked on. It's not my favourite. I'll quickly show you, if I may. Lovely Ian may facilitate this. My favourite ever story from when I've been over in Guernsey, and I took a photo of this. This was a couple of years ago. Front page again of the uh, Guernsey Press. Let's see. Here we go. <laughs> Damage to wiper. I have to sit down. That's that's <laughs> upset me. <laughs> The windscreen wiper of a red Nissan was bent backwards while it was parked in Monument Road. I love it. The thing I love about this is call Crime Stoppers anonymously. 
God, Jen, it's all going on. We better get That's on with traumatic. the show before this hot bed of crime catches up with us. Um, and it is an exciting show that we have for you. Has anyone ever listened to our podcast, Fingers on Buzzers, at any point in their lives? Oh, five of you, so that's good, lovely. That's, that's a smattering. <laughs> it's fine. It's, uh, it's about quizzing, but it's really just a laugh, isn't it? Yeah. This is what we do. We yeah. have guests on, we chat to them about quizzing, we do some quizzing, and because this is a live show, there will be quizzes and there will be prizes. <gasps> oh. It's a ride on the Alderney Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whether if you only want it or not, buy tickets. if only there is a way to get there. So, uh, so yes, we will be doing some quizzing. We will be uh, there's a little game show. Annika's going to come back. We're going to talk to her about all the quiz shows and game shows she's done, uh, and we will uh, have fun. That's a promise. <laughs> That's a promise. I sort of ran out of steam there. I was like, there's going to be prizes. I didn't wonder where you were going, yeah. but I was enjoying it. Nobody knew. <laughs> Nobody knew where I was going with that. So to start off with, what we thought we'd do, because obviously a lot of you aren't familiar with our podcast, but we have had some brilliant guests. So we're going to do a little quiz where I'm going to quiz Jenny about some of the guests that we've had on. And you can join in with this quiz. So I am going to give you some clues to a celebrity guest that we have had on our podcast. And Jenny will have to to identify that guest. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. It is my podcast. It is, but as we've seen from Annika, you know, when you're in show business and you drink, uh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these are guests that you may remember, Jen, but uh, yeah. you also may be able to identify them from some clues. So shall we begin? Let's begin this live episode of Fingers on Buzzers. <laughs> So, Jen, I'm going to ask you to identify some of the guests we've had on our podcast. And the first one, I've got three clues. So, at any point, if you think you know who I'm talking about, you could pop your hand up. I'll wait until the third clue, but and I think this audience are going to get, get them sooner. Okay, Jen, which of our guests is the brother of the bassist in indie rock band Suede? <gasps> straight in. They're oh. straight in. Okay, right, well, hold that thought. Oh. We know oh. who knows. Okay, we've identified them. I bet Thursday's a murder round at his. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone got it now? Anyone got it? Yeah, a few more people got it now. And it would be pointless to give you any more clues. Oh. Now, obviously, there's a, a lady there at the front table who knows. Jen, do you need a bit of help? Uh, yes, please. Can you, can you identify that guest? You think it's Richard Osman. You're absolutely Yay. right. Audience won me nil. Amazing. Good start. Okay, the second question. Which of our guests wrote the best-selling political book, How Stormont Fell? Oh, oh that's got you, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, you were like, oh, Thursday Murder Club, we've heard of that one, but How Stormont <laughs> Fell. Bestseller and bestseller. Yes. Okay, I'll give you a second clue. He also appeared in Victoria Wood's Dinner Ladies as the host of a quiz show called Totally Trivial. Any Dinner Ladies fans? Oh, gosh, I think we've got them. Yeah. Anyone? No hands. I see no hands. Anyone? Oh, oh, oh. Is that a hand up over there? No. No, just someone <laughs> adjusting their glasses. That's fine. Uh, okay. Well, the third one, you may get it on this one. He was always going for gold and he was truly game for a laugh. Here you go. Oh, there we go. down the front here. Oh, hello. Yes. Henry Kelly. Henry, Henry Kelly. Kelly. Well done. Round of applause. One of my favourite ever guests. 
and so lovely. We had him on the podcast and he was just the best, wasn't he? You know, they say never meet your heroes, but I'm glad, I'm glad we got to yeah. interview him. Yeah. D should we sing the Going for Gold theme tune? Uh, <laughs> the heat is on, the time is right, it's time for you, for you to play your game. People are coming, everyone's trying, trying to be the best that they can when they're... Boom! Well done. That's the best karaoke I've ever been to. <laughs> Okay, this one is, which of our guests has portrayed Tony Blair on screen in three different TV shows? Ding. She, I'm Am not, I not allowed to answer that? I'm not actually going to let you do okay. this one because I'm going to make Jenny do it. He's also played Kenneth Williams, David Frost, Brian Clough and Chris Tarrant. And the final clue is, Jenny, you love him to a really unreasonable degree. <laughs> She's obsessed. Re oh, it's perfectly reasonable, if you ask me. Who, you just want to Don't say his name. Don't ask me, I'm insane. <laughs> Do you want to just say his name? I, I, I want to say his name all the time. Mm. <laughs> he, might, he might notice me. <laughs> I've got mentionitis. Uh, Michael Sheen. It is Michael Sheen. I know, she's very sweet on him. Okay, here's one more. Which of our guests duetted with Dawn French for comic relief, lip-syncing to Lizzo's song, Juice? Oh, no, no, okay. Okay, a wedding celebration catapulted her to fame. And I've put celebration in uh, quotation marks there because that's relevant. <gasps> okay, you'll get it on the third one. I sing a song of praise when she's on my goggle box. No, okay. <laughs> I think it, I we'll think... edit this out so she doesn't hear it, don't worry. Oh, yeah. there we go, at the back there, shout it out. Reverend, Reverend Kate. Kate. Reverend Kate Botley, yes. Well done. Well done, that person there. And then final, we'll just do one more. Final one more, question. one more, one more. Which Not that we're showing off the plethora of stars we've had on our I show. I know. Everyone from Henry Kelly to this next one. Which of our guests first appeared on TV in 1962 and has performed duets with Demis Roussos and Scylla Black? Oh. Yeah, no, that's got you, hasn't it? Yes. He is a supporter of Leicester City Football Club. AKA the Foxes. Hello. Pardon? Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. He's not been oh, on the podcast. Wait, we yet. should get him on, though. He's desperate to. I've yeah. just said no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sad enough airtime. Your final clue is he's a redhead like you, Jenny, and he makes my heart go boom, boom. Basil Brush, they all got it. The ultimate star. <laughs> well, I have to say, at the end of that round, it's Jenny won, the audience, the rest. Hey. Well done. <laughs> so that gives you a flavour of the kind of people that we have had on our podcast. But you know who our guest is tonight. Please, ladies and gentlemen, will you give a huge Guernsey welcome to our incredibly special guest, the wonderful Annika Ross. Oh. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Obviously, we were just enjoying Treasure Hunt all over again there. Um, it, it looked amazing. It looked like so much fun to do. It was um, hysterically good fun, you know, because the whole crew, we were all in our 20s, and it was like just running off to the circus for a glorious summer every year. And uh, the producer loves staying in fancy hotels, so we just dipped in and out of country hotels for the whole summer. 
and did a bit of work and running around. I often ended up in hospital, which is a bit they never showed. Wow. Because we... Once that clock started, nothing stopped for it. Even if I was being dunked in the sea or abseiling down a tower, if something went wrong, you just kept going, even if your arm was hanging off. And often I was so concussed once a horse ran into me and knocked me flying. And we just carried on running, yeah. gamely smiling. You know, it was, it was before health and safety. Health and safety had not been invented, you see. And as I, you know... It, the, the equipment was important, but people were sort of disposable, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they could never have got another you, though, could they? I mean, you were they absolutely made that programme what it was. Well, the, the, the French programme, uh, which was made by a company called Canal Plus, uh, with this very hunky French guy called Philippe Dieuleveur, and it was a very different programme because he was very butch, and he had something to prove. And if he saw a style, he just leapt at it and straddled it. Whereas I kind of spent about half an hour going over the top of it. And then the crew, <laughs> did you notice, would always just open it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were the sort of antithesis to the very butch French version, which we just went with in the end. Oh, I'm glad we had you and not a burly Frenchman. I really, just what I always love as well about coming to Guernsey is that um, I think if you've got a French name, you should be French, right? Because when I, the first time I came to Guernsey, I was doing some dinner and I, in the place next to me, they said, oh, it's a, a, a Mr. Le Vavasseur. Oh. And I was like, oh, Monsieur Le Vavasseur. And I had this image, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like, you know, some big hunky French, Monsieur Le Vavasseur. And I was having all these sort of fantasies. And then, of course, it was just some bloke from Guernsey you came over and went, hello, I'm Keith Lavavasseur. Philippe Gieleveur was all Frenchman. Oh, I mean, you would have loved Philippe. Did you watch say. the French show then before you Well, it was to start with, because it was a very technically, incredibly technically complicated show, which we just can't appreciate now because we can get a phone line up on, a, you know, on Wi-Fi. But before, the logistics of pumping those signals round with special music lines to scanners up to a helicopter above me, down to the kit I wore around my, my neck. And so we had to do various shows shadowing the French versions, mm. which was lovely, because the sound guy was called Jean-Yves. Mm. Uh, I mean, really so sexy. And when we were filming in Bali once, he actually climbed up the outside of the hotel room into my bedroom over the balcony Good for Lord. an assignation. <gasps> No. Yeah. Oh. Did he leave a milk tray? Yeah. No. <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> Whole box. Yikes. Oh. Oh, you're dipping into selection boxes yeah. right, left yeah. and centre. What <laughs> excitement! But well, it was so. Like, Do you know, I haven't revisited that memory for over forty years. <laughs> Do you want us to just leave you for a moment yeah. to think she's about gone, it? She's gone a little bit pink, and I don't think it was just the sun we had earlier. <laughs> So, what was that? <laughs> no, exactly. She hasn't forgotten well, I, that. Yeah. Oh, no, I am. It's that balmy night in Bali. You know, the sort of you know, insects whirring outside and the smell of the hibiscus. 
I might move you on, Annika, because I feel like... <laughs> this is a very different podcast. This is going somewhere very erotic. But um, yeah. it was, well, technically, obviously, it was a very difficult show. In fact, yeah. in the Guernsey episode, mm. they lost you because you went into the concrete tower. Yeah. And you just... It's like, you imagine on television now, just going, don't know, she's gone. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and, and the thing is, because they genuinely couldn't see us... And Kenneth genuinely didn't know what the course was. He didn't like to know a thing. I didn't know where, in theory, they'd like me to go. We mm. just, it, it went wrong often, is all I can say. <laughs> and I think even with the Guernsey one, we just miss the ending, don't we? Oh, it's, Do, it's agonising. It's agonising. So whereas now with telly, they'd probably always make it that you usually won or, you know, there'd be... Whereas with Treasure Hunt, it was just, sorry, they didn't make it, and then I'm out. You don't, <laughs> they don't even come. I'm left dangling on that wire <laughs> for hours. You were, that was the end of it. She's just, some big lad's clipped her into a harness. She's off the side of the tower, and then that's it. We never knew what they, became Kenneth of goes, thank you, Annie, you know, they don't even come back to me. And then it's all about the contestants winning... £500 for, for not quite getting there <laughs> and I'm left dangling and they've all gone to the pub and we're still in Guernsey <laughs> dangling off a wire um, yeah it's a very odd show and as I say it would never never be made now they just could mm. not make that show well the, the whole premise of it of course is that you've got people in a studio who are trying to find out the answers to these clues and they're having to consult reference works and I was watching the episode and I just just googled yeah. clue and I was like oh that's where that is that's her and that <laughs> but, but, don't, but don't you think it would be a brilliant show ladies and gentlemen if they did it now and they put a whole load of teenagers in a library with some reference books <laughs> and they just had to get round this course can you imagine the utter what <laughs> a, a book you know turning it upside down and not knowing how to look in the index and it would be oh, hey, you're not my mum <laughs> yeah I mean it would just yeah it it's was different brilliant. times but I mean I think it could be remade but that would be the rule mm. that there were just no devices low tech low tech yeah, yeah. take it back to basics take back to basics ladies and gentlemen i think a lot of things could go back to basis and, and and enough times gone by that we'd look at it with such wonderment now oh it'd be like watching the cavemen wouldn't it which would be <laughs> so old-fashioned and ridiculous well, you sort of started off as well, the whole kind of, with Challenge Annika, which was an unbelievably oh. groundbreaking, literally groundbreaking. You did break ground and you built hospitals and, you know, incredible things. And that, I mean, that is a strand of programming that has continued, hasn't mm -hmm. it? That sort of... Well, like, well, again, yes, Challenge came after Treasure Hunt, but Treasure Hunt was utterly groundbreaking at the time. For one thing, I think the most important thing that I'm proudest of, it put a woman, um, happened to be me, centre stage, mm. in control, in charge, doing her thing. And up to that moment, again, we forget that women were either um, behind a news desk or they were draped over a car... Mm as a prize on the golden shot. Not, they weren't the prize, the car was. <laughs> but they were always in a red bikini, and that was how women were seen on television. So this was so extraordinarily ahead. And I'd come from a career as a journalist and a newsreader in Hong Kong, and um, I was still only, I think, 23, 24 when I got the job. And um, I remember the first show, no one 
Not, not for one second did anyone say, have you been in a helicopter before? <laughs> and, and then there's no door and you just hang out. I mean, there was no training, no question. You know, we just got on with it. Anyway, I sat in this helicopter thinking, what am I meant to say in between? You know, in the first program, um, I don't say very much because I just don't know what I'm meant to do. Because as I say, up till that point, people didn't really have personalities mm -hmm. on television in that way. They weren't themselves. They mm -hmm. were playing a part. And it took me a while to... to go, oh, I can be myself, you know, and, and crack on with it. But it's, it was a weird concept. Yeah, well, and what is lovely watching it back as well is that you clearly, in sort of all the episodes that I've watched, you know loads of stuff and you're very good at sort of just gently kind of saying, maybe, like the, the, the one that I was watching, like the, you found the entrance to this building and the clueless twerps in studio... <laughs> And like just floundering around, and you and you did take charge. You're right. It was a, it was like showing that a woman can be commanding and capable and resilient and all of those things. But the stunts were were very masculine. You know, they they weren't sort of as I say. No one said to me ever, "Would you mind if we're just about to land on a heli um, on a submarine in the middle of the English Channel? Are you okay about that?" Because obviously, I'm not allowed to know the clues in advance. And there was one where I had to jump into the North Sea and then swim quite a long way and then Air Sea Rescue came down and winched me out. No one said, how's your swimming? And, and <laughs> <laughs> or people die in the North Sea quite quickly yes. of hypothermia. I mean, you probably know the, the statistics, the, the seconds before you actually die. Anyway, I was quite close. <laughs> <laughs> to have you here in so many ways. It's a miracle, because, wow. I mean, yeah, it's it is a miracle. a miracle. And then so from, you know, from that point on, what have been the other sort of highlights, would you say, of your telly career? Oh, gosh. Well, Challenge Annika, I have to say, is the, the highlight, really, because I, and I devised that format after all those years on Treasure Hunt, where we... You know, the production values, the, the budgets, the costs, the complications, the technicalities of doing that show were extreme. And I just thought, what a waste. That whole show's on the telly, and okay, people have enjoyed it, but then it's just gone, and so what? And uh, especially in those days, because there was no sort of way of recording anything, you know, you had a VHS player if you were very lucky sort of thing. Um, so the programmes were just lost forever. So I thought, OK, let's, let's keep that adventure, make an adventure entertainment show with all those production values that's really exciting against the clock, but you create something so at the end of it there's a legacy there's a mm. there's something created from that thing you're doing um so the idea for challenge was born through the frustration of treasure hunt really thinking god all that money on that program and what the hell was all that for <laughs> i've ended up in a and e and no one cares <laughs> you were just building the hospitals that you needed basically after <laughs> i was thinking they needed a better a and e wing there <laughs> to go and build it well, we love Challenge as well, and we love it so much that actually we have decided to do another game based upon it. But no, no we've, got, we've got the much-teased tribute 
to treasure hunt. This is a bit of fun. Now, this combines two elements of your career, Annika. So treasure hunt, obviously, we all love. But there is another achievement that you must be so proud of because you were the lucky recipient of Rear of the Year. <laughs> oh, do you know what? When they said you are Rear of the Year, there's a point at which you can say, no, I'm not going to accept that award, and then you wouldn't be labelled with it, because they actually, in the end, they just want to get someone to, to accept it. And then, <laughs> but because Felicity Kendall had won it the year before, and I thought, she's nice, isn't she? Do you know what I mean? I love her on that allotment. Oh, yes, fine. <laughs> Thinking, what's, what's the worst that can happen? One photo, and they give me a cup, which I think is probably still on a mantelpiece somewhere. But no, it has plagued me my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was such a sort of odd... I mean, I think it's still, it was going until really recently, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it seems very much of its time, yes. but it's, it's, it's been going until fairly but, recently. But those award things, they just, I won spectacle wear of the year once. I don't even wear glasses. <laughs> I, there's not a lot of thought goes into them is what I'm trying to I'm tell you. I'm going for pipe smoker of the year. <laughs> is that still a thing? Britain's tallest woman for me, I think. But, uh, <laughs> well, Honestly, you'd win it. If, I, you know, yeah. I, could, I could put myself up for it. So we have devised, because there have been many rears of the years, uh, we thought we'd do a little quiz in which we will get you to identify other famous rears of the oh. years. And we've called this... Trouser Hunt. Yay! Yay! When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So, I'm just going to kneel at your feet, Jenny. Ooh, Don't mind me. As usual. <laughs> okay, so you, you, you where, where are the bottoms coming up? Above us or below us? Where are they? <laughs> oh. So, I, I've got clues. Right, I'll, I should show you the first bottom. The audience to help you if you like. So, number one, this is the very first rear of the year. Ooh. It was awarded to which bubbly actress in 1976? Ooh. Which. 
Perch. Actress. How's so that? Denim clad. Barbara oh. Windsor is a good call. Is it Barbara Windsor? I mean, it, I mean, now you've said Barbara Windsor, I'm seeing something cheeky. Any advance on Barbara Windsor? Or a bit Shall we take a look? Yep. Yeah. There well she done. is. It's Babs. It looks like that came with the jeans endorsement as well, doesn't it? <laughs> I Sleepy just, jeans. I just find it extraordinary that that gentleman knew that quite quickly. <laughs> you know, quite quickly. There was about a two-second delay. <laughs> well, no, it must be a quiz fan, because these do come up in quizzes a lot. So he's probably just learned the list based on the year. <laughs> or imagine your delight that your specialist subject comes up. <laughs> so right. number two, Annika. Your bottom was inducted to the Rear of the Year Hall of Fame in 1986. Oh, look at that. Oh. Which was also the year the first male bottom was celebrated. But whose bottom was it? I know this because obviously I'm you were there, there with him. And that's a bit of my... Does anyone in the audience have an idea? Chris. Hand up there. John Tra oh, oh, gosh, that good. would have been fun for a photo. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Any, any advance on John Travolta? Any other guesses? Wham. 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 <laughs> I mean... That's four cheeks. Yeah. It's not allowed. So it's, it's just the one on the left, <laughs> I believe. Shall we uh, give I him a I can give you an extra clue, if you like. I mean, I obviously know the answer yeah. because I'm up there nudging his button. But <laughs> I, we'll ask We're the sure... We're sure he was all white with the award. Barry Moore, nice, straight in with Barry Moore. This table down the front, very he, pink with Is us. he the same guy that did Babs? Yes. Babs bum. Okay, oh. we've got our bum correspondent down the front. <laughs> is it the right answer? Yes, it is. Yes, very good. Oh. That's, that's a very good stance there, Annika, in that image. Yeah, very good stance. Very good stance you've got there. I don't think he's putting the effort in. Just lean him. Number three, no other male buttocks were honoured for another eight years. Misogyny. <laughs> Until Richard Fairbrass was deemed so sexy it hurts in 1994. But who did he share the honour with? Not all. Oh. oh, wow. Confident, very confident. Rear of the year, female rear of the year, 1994. I love the, I love the confidence, was, it's not actually. I'll name that bum in one, it's straight in. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, did you have to wear, was it a jeans thing? Was it always a jeans uh, thing? I think, I think if you'd turned up in a long skirt, they'd have been disappointed. Okay. <laughs> I think it was just, this, we, this is, we, I can't do that. I no. don't know who that was. This is a tough one. 1994, who was very... Because basically they just chose the person who was particularly current that Someone year. Someone in, in So vogue. 1994. Um, I can give you an additional clue because I think this is very tricky. Oh, we've not got a Kylie, shout -out. Not Kylie, that's a good thought though. Good thought, Kylie. This young lady gathered no moss after her famous marriage at a very young age. Kate Moss. Mandy Smith. Oh gosh, we well go. that was an awkward Straight scenario. in with Mandy Smith. I mean, that's been brushed under the carpet, hasn't oh, it? Let's... <laughs> I had different yeah. times, wasn't it? was it? a different yeah. age, it wasn't was. it? How, how old was she when she married Bill Wyman? Sort of 12? No. <laughs> <laughs> just, just legally young enough, I believe, but... Uh... No, look, there oh, we go. This is the same correspondent we've got here. <laughs> <laughs> Bums and rock star marriages, I mean. 
We've all got an oeuvre, haven't we? <laughs> number four, number four. Only one, only one rear has been deemed worthy of winning the award twice. Once in 2011, and then again in 2014. Whose bum won the trophy in those years? 2011, 2014? Yeah, it's got Carol to be Vorderman. Carol Vorderman. <gasps> Very confident Carol Vorderman. I'd say, we have a look? It yes. sure is. I mean, well, she has got an amazing derriere, hasn't she? She had. Should we look at it? So that was that was 2011. One. She co-won with Anton Dubeck, and in 2014, when we've got an image there, she won with Ollie Mers. And uh, we're <laughs> counting down the days till she wins again because it is inevitable. <laughs> Number five. It's been a bit of a bum deal since 2019, as there have been no winners since before the pandemic. Oh, COVID affecting bums. <laughs> Which two celebrities are the reigning champions of Rear of the Year? Champions like they've had to had a fight over yeah. it. It's a playoff. So there are two celebrities. This is the female celebrity. Um, you might have worked it out. Um, any, any answers on this one? Oh, no. Even our bum correspondent. Oh, flummoxed. Not Kylie. I mean, it's... We're so desperate for Kylie to be in there somewhere, mm. aren't we? Beyonce? I don't think Beyonce would quite agree I don't think to she'd that photo call. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can give you a clue? Yeah. We're sure this posterior would get four yeses from Simon Cowell. Let's, Let's have a see. Look. It is there Amanda is. Holden. And your final bum. Also winning in 2019. Whose bum is that? Very that heavily pixelated. I'm not. <laughs> to protect the innocent bottom. <laughs> We've blurred out some of the is detail. Is it his front bottom, then? No, that, that, that's, is, that is the rear. That's the rear view. It's just there's... It, surprisingly, there are not many photos of this man's bottom, and I think it's a tragedy. When you find out who it is, you'll be surprised. I think it's a GDPR request. Maybe. <laughs> one rear of the year and gun. Oh, did, none of that. Did this person have any say, or was it just dumped on him? Yeah, I don't think they accepted it, did they? I mean, I wouldn't have if I was this person because they've, they've achieved a lot more than Rear of the Year in their life. Well, um, do you want to give us a clue? Uh, yes. Year after year, this Aces Mound is celebrated in June. Oh, Murray. I mean, um, Henman. Andy Murray. Let's have Let's a look. look. It yes, it's Andy is. Murray. Sir Andy Murray. He <laughs> <laughs> had bigger awards to pick up, I think. Sir Andy Murray, Rear of the Year. So, I mean, that was the last winner, but we've got... Yeah, some. we've got some honourable mentions. 2001's joint winners, Graham Norton and Jane Danson. Let's have a little look. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> 2002 was a funny year. John Altman... And Claire Sweeney. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. Nick Cotton's most relevant year was not 2002, surely. <laughs> and my favourite of all, 1988, the mighty Sue Pollard. Yay! Oh, I did panto with Sue Pollard. <gasps> oh, I dream oh, God, of it. She was a laugh. Oh, she should oh. win every award going. Yeah, she, she really that was a very strange a little... round. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, that was marvellous, wasn't it? We all we 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 learned a lot about, particularly the gentleman down at the front. <laughs> 
We've all learned something. I love the fact that this is for an audio podcast as well. I mean, there's absolutely nothing like pictures of bottoms that you can't see. And you can imagine them. Yeah. Uh. So, now, shall we crack straight on? Do you know what? Shall we get to Annika hosting her game show? <gasps> we should do. I think we should. So. It's about damn time, as Lizzo would say. So but what? Annika quizzed us. Well, this is very exciting with Lucy and Jen head-to-head. It's called Play Your Cards, Rice. Yeah? It's a higher or lower game based on the TV game and quiz show, and um, we are going to probably ask for your help, but we'll start off by seeing if these two have any idea. Because we like to give our... Whenever we have a guest on, we always like to give them a quiz to host. And I mean, have you ever been interested in being a quiz show host? No. Has um, that changed in the no. last five seconds since you got that script? <laughs> no, no, I just haven't been asked. You know, it's just not been... Uh, I've never been asked. Obviously, I'd love to have been asked. Consider you, this your audition. Yeah. You've uh, done quiz shows. You've done very well on quiz shows, though, haven't you? I, I've been on quiz shows, but I haven't been the host. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, so you've yes. done... So, Celebrity Mastermind? I've done Celebrity Mastermind. Mm-hmm. I did... Yeah, I enjoyed that. I jo- enjoyed that, actually, because it's really quite fun thinking right I'm going to immerse myself in a subject um, so from that point of view I quite enjoyed it as a, as a summer project of reading yeah. but m- most people would say that's absolutely terrifying but I don't think much terrifies you <laughs> no I like I like being quite scared to be honest <laughs> I'm finding this all a bit safe now I tell you what, we'll send um, you out on a date yes. with bum man after the show and then can, can, oh god <laughs> I'm so sorry we're calling you bum man. That sounds it's... so wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> I just feel sitting here is very nice, but we should be doing something like building a scout hut at the same time. It seems... Oh, you, you could know, we... sort out that ferry. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> That's the real reason we brought you here. That, I think, is a challenge too far, don't you think? I don't know. That's, you that's can a fit a turbo one. over a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> if, if bum man could help, I'm yes, sure. Yes, yeah. there we go. I bet he's got a toolkit that we could... Um, yeah. Good lord. Right, here we go. That's We're going TV back to Bali now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so the TV format, uh, you building a ferry, will definitely happen. But yeah, sorry, I will take us back now to play your cards, Rice. Right, okay, so this is question number one. Okay, everyone. Treasure Hunt was on TV for seven years, 1982 to 1989. But is the number of TV and radio spin-offs higher or lower? TV and radio spin-offs. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, I mean, I, th- I don't know. Are there spin-offs? I don't know. What do you think? What do the audience think? Higher or lower? Sp- lower. lower. They're thinking lower than five or higher? Oh, there's higher. a couple of voices in the... Do- I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go with the majority, lower. So but- is it lower than seven years or higher than seven years? Higher. I'm going higher. Can if you're I going ask lower. the person who said higher, what are these spin-offs? <laughs> that was said with such confidence. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's someone who has the uh, intellectual property. Okay. <laughs> Shall I give you the answer? Yes, yes, please. It's lower. It's actually five. I mean, who knew it was as much as that? This is news to me. For TV, there was a one-off Welsh language episode on S4C Ooh. in 1985. Did you know that? 
No. On the radio, LBC's James O'Brien had a version on his show every Wednesday. No idea about that. Wow. While wow. BBC Radio Shropshire, Three Counties and Norfolk all have their own versions, which are still going strong. I knew about Radio Norfolk because sometimes I turn up as a clue. Oh. Yeah, if I'm if I'm visiting friends, I'll get in touch, and then I'll just be a cl random clue somewhere. That's very meta, <laughs> being a clue in a quiz show based on the show that you're. Weird, yeah, actually. Yeah. No, I'm very deep. About it. That. Anyway, yeah. I like going deep. Challenge Annika. We're back to Bali again. <laughs> <laughs> starry, starry. Annika, night. calm down. <laughs> No, but I hadn't thought about Jean-Yves all these years. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all thinking about him. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was utterly good. <laughs> if you're listening, get in touch. <laughs> oh, the reunion. <laughs> yes. Oh, anyway, Challenge Annika started its run in 1989. How many series did it have? Higher or lower than five? Oh, Higher. not enough. It was what my opinion was. Yeah, bring it back, bring it back. So we're so going. So you're thinking, you're thinking high. Anyone think lower? No, everyone's going no. higher. I'm, mm. I tell you, well, I went with the majority last time, so I'll say lower. And okay, you I'll go higher. higher. Okay. Well, higher. <laughs> Seven. It oh. ran until 1995. Ooh. For an extra point, now this is a really good question, I think. Who presented, we did a US version of the show, renamed Challenge America. Okay, for the audience, do you know who oh, played someone's me? someone's waving their hand at the back there. Who, yeah. Yes! Erin Roberts. So that was quite a story. This was a lovely thing because we have, um, you know, it's my format and we've sold it around the world to lots of different territories. So all around the world, there's Challenge Fritz and Challenge Gretel and all these people. And um, <laughs> after 9-11, uh, ABC in America wanted to do a challenge special and they wanted to create a peace garden um, for the farmers' families. It was a lovely project. And they really wanted Erin Brockovich to do it. You know, the campaigner, you've probably seen the film. Um, but Erin Brockovich in real life isn't Julia Roberts. Was it Julia Roberts yes, that played it? Was, yeah. she was very confident. And Erin and Brockovich as a campaigner, I had to teach how to be a television presenter over a mad week in Central Park. Wow. So I flew over to America and Erin and I charged around Central Park with me trying to explain camera angles and how to chat and, yes. uh, you know, and then we went shopping to buy her outfit. It was very surreal. Wow. I know I keep saying my life is surreal, but <laughs> it really is surreal. <laughs> and um, they, they did a version in America. So well done Amazing. over there. That was good. very, very good, good intel. Knowledge. Yeah. Okay, in 2007, I was a contestant on Hell's Kitchen. Oh, my God, the memory. <laughs> on which day was I eliminated? Was it higher or lower than seven? Oh... Oh, the we confidence you have. Blimey, that was not a ringing endorsement to your Can cooking skills. The, the most hideous experience of my life. So you're going lower. Anyone else? Higher. higher. Any I think higher? you're a good cook. 
Lower. Lower. Do you know what? Should I give you the answer? Mm. It was higher. I actually remained <gasps> until day 13. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Well done. And we're all Queen Rainier's for dinner. Absolutely hated it. I mean, it finished on day 14 or something, but I actually went to the producers and said, I cannot stand another day. Because the trouble is, what, they, what you don't see is you cook... You, you have a very long day in the kitchen from the moment you wake up and you're, you're shouted at all day and it's was, it was, it was terribly hot. So I, you know, we all had terrible heat rashes and there were fruit flies everywhere. It was like being in a horror, horror film. And then in, in the evening, once all the guests are gone, which is about 11, 12, you then have to forensically clean down the kitchen. So, and, and then you weren't you didn't go back to a hotel or a bedroom somewhere. They, they um, mocked up a kind of hostel attached to the studio. So you just slept in sort of open plan beds. Ooh. It was unbelievable. And they do it to break you, these pro. I mean, I, they, I don't think they'd be allowed to do it now. Mm. But, but in those days... There was no care, really. They just did it to make people cry, which is why people cry on these shows yeah. the whole time. Because honestly, most sheer of the time, it's, it's sheer, it's, mis it's horrible. Mm. And the thing is, because you're being filmed, you don't want to go, this is horrible. You want you to everyone bravely going, oh, this is a wonderful experience. Thank you, Marco Pierre White, for teaching me to cook. In fact, it's hideous, but you can't say, because you're on a you've got a camera in your face the whole time. Yeah. It's really complicated. Complicated. Oh, God. Well, Exhaust. I'm sorry we've brought yeah. that. Should we go back to Bali? Johnny, Johnny, you're really dredging up my life here. It's agony. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry to yeah. hear that. But, no, but it was, it was fine. I, it, I don't think... Well, they, we we're did past, enjoy watching it. So. We're past that TV of cruelty now, though, aren't we? I think it, the game shows and, qu and quiz shows are, are more gentle now. Yes. We, we like the Bake Off. No, but you, yes. It's, yeah, uh, yes, Bake Off's no, lovely. You see, I, I mean, I've done very few of these programmes, and that was that, was that one... Um, and I didn't enjoy it. But, you know, 13 days was pretty impressive. It was, but it was like being in a boot camp. You know, it was, mm. it was really quite an ordeal. I don't think I've ever, ever really done anything quite so tough, mm. which just showed, but it was the physicality of it and the heat and being, and, you know, they shout at you a lot to try and wear you, you down. Because you sort of think, all oh, Strictly must be tough, but actually not as bad as Well, no, because people smile a lot on Strictly, don't they? And no, it's just different. That's, that's a different, you know, that's just one to go home at the end of the day. You're allowed to go yeah. home yeah. and see a bed. But <laughs> to not get a bed at the end of the day oh. of cooking is no, thank you. quite tough. Sorry, I feel there's a bit of a downer in the no. atmosphere now. <laughs> no, it's a peak so behind I'm the curtain. I'm going to cheer you up. This is a cracking one, this one. In 2005, I took part in a programme called Have I Been Here Before, where I was regressed... <gasps> into a past life, and it emerged, I had a past life as a stowaway. Was the age of that stowaway higher or lower than 13? <laughs> I mean, I am just fascinated by the premise of this. I didn't remember seeing this. What channel this was this is for? This is genuinely the funniest thing I've ever done in my life. Should we just higher or lower? Every oh, should we do that at the end? Yeah, do it at the end. Go on, okay. just tell us about so it. So what happens? It's a programme presented by Philip Schofield. Honestly, I'm going to start blushing. <laughs> And um, basically, it's in two parts, and the fee structure is in two parts, which is relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the kind of story I like. <laughs> because what they do, they hypnotise you, 
and try and regress you to a former life. That's, you get the first fee the day you go in and have that done. If that's successful and you regress to a former life, they then go off and make a reconstruction film of that life and you get a charming interview with Philip Schofield about that character that you, you, you were regressed to. So I knew I hadn't got a very good track record with hypnotherapy because I'd tried it once as therapy with this most delicious hypnotherapist. I, he was so good looking, I nearly collapsed. And, I, and I, I lay in this dark room knowing he was going, right, Nanaka. <laughs> and honestly, I was meant to be, um, you know, lulled into, into a trance. And all I could think about was, I wonder if he's actually married. <laughs> oh. and, then, and then I started thinking, I wonder if Kenneth Kendall ever wears leisure kit. I've only ever seen him in a suit. So you see, <laughs> my mind isn't suited to a deep trance at all. So I knew I was not going to have any luck with this particular gig. But anyway, I was determined because I wanted the two fees. I thought, God, I'm making the effort. Yeah, let's do it. So I lay down and the hypnotherapist, I mean, the, the lady who was hip, she started off by saying something about my chakras being good, at which point, honestly, I was, thought, I'm not going to be able to hold this together. Anyway, she then started by saying, you're entering a long tunnel. Oh, you're getting to the end, and you're going through a door. You see a beautiful, beautiful scene. I can see... What can you see? And she was just like this, and I was going, oh, God, I can... Honestly, I'm in the Waitrose <laughs> branch in South London wondering what to get for the kids for supper. Anyway, and I was, I was thinking, oh, this is really embarrassing. You've got a camera in your face. You're being filmed. It's really embarrassing if you can't do a bit better. So I thought, right, I'm going to go for it. So we had a break, and the producer said, do you want to take a bit of time? You know, and I said, no, I'm really there now. I'm really in the mode. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the lady went, right, you're going down this long corridor. What do you see? And I said, yes, y yes, I, 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 I'm running down. I, I'm running down some, some cobbled stones. I can smell the sea. I can smell the sea. I can hear the birds. There's, there's, a, there's a ship. I'm on the I, ferry I'm, to Alderney. I'm on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ferry. And then she said, and what was your name? And I went, Dick. <laughs> Anyway, wow. they bought this whole story that I'd been hypnotised and I'm a cabin boy called Dick. And luckily I'd done the Voyages of Discovery for my A-level topic, history. So I knew all about all the trips to the Americas and finding tobacco. So, so I just went off on one. I was really th a lot of detail and it's very specific dates. So they, I got the fee and they went off and made a film about Dick running down cobbled things and climbing up onto the bird's nest of a tall ship. And it all went very well. Amazing. So there we go. I love that. Wow. And um, <laughs> it's, um, it's there on YouTube, sandwiched between Cheryl Baker finding out she was a town crier in Basingstoke and something else. <laughs> so, but it was such a lie. 
Oh, it was such a lie, but... Just my illusion. That's so brilliant. Dick the cabin boy. Dick. <laughs> I know, where did that come from? You couldn't make it up, could you? <laughs> That's what I mean about my life being very strange. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway. Higher or lower than 13? Oh, yeah. Higher or lower than... What was the question? Uh, what was... <laughs> How old was Dick? Was he older than 13? Higher or lower than 13? L 12. I'm going to go 12. <laughs> lower. 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 Okay, I'll go higher. Higher. He was 16. Oh, oh I love yeah, it. Stowaway. Would a stowaway be? How old did you think? You can, you can stow away at any Two age. Two is patently <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> stowed away as a baby. Amazing. That, I mean, anyway. being stowed away if you're a baby, really. You so you can see my, really, can my career in these sort of quiz games is quite checkered, which is why I don't <laughs> do them very often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. oh, my God, this next one. <laughs> on the 19th of June, 1987, I was on one of the teams for It's a Royal Knockout. Oh. But how many teammates did I have? Is it higher or lower than 16? God, it was a it was a big do. I mean, wasn't it? A, fight, wasn't it? Who cares? But anyway, was it? Let's quickly. I, I want to hear about it. So we'll just quickly okay. do the higher. So or lower. it's a roll knockout. I get a phone call one day, and it's Prince Edward on the phone, um, and saying, "Would I, you know, be in his team or, or a team with the royal family?" And, and Prince Charles had a team. Prince Anne had a team. Edward Fergie. and Anne. I can't remember. Oh, God, it was honestly so bizarre. And we all went off to, I think it was filmed somewhere near Alton Towers, and we all had very elaborate sort of Elizabethan costumes and very elaborate games. And there were people like, um, I think, let's have a look, um, Jane Seymour and John Travolta, Meat Meatloaf. I always remember Fergie and Prince Andrew having a, a bun fight at dinner. It was most unsavoury. <laughs> and... <laughs> It was a very surreal thing, but the worst thing was I was in the middle of filming Treasure Hunt at the time, and the producer had let me off to go and do this gig because it was royalty and, you know, you just sort of felt you can't really say no. And so there was a very specific time that Keith, the pilot, was going to pick me up by helicopter and whisk me off again. And it was timed very carefully, so after the prize giving, I'd be out of there. Anyway, things were a bit dis delayed and everyone was very tense because basically the royal family were dressed up as turnips and things. And it, it was, it, as, as the afternoon went on, everyone just realised this probably wasn't the best Sounds like a constitutional crisis. Yes, it, it was, as you know, everyone was just feeling, oh, this, this, this is awkward. Anyway, and then there's the big finale prize giving and it's very weather sensitive because it had been raining and then the sun came out and just as, you know, Prince Charles Charles is about to stand on the podium and make a speech, all you can hear is this sodding helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and Keith, bless him, doesn't know that it's not the right time because he's been given his instructions and he's ex-Navy and he just obeys instructions, you know. So the helicopter comes closer and closer and starts <laughs> circling. And I'm just looking at this, I wonder who that belongs to. <laughs> anyway, um, so do, how many teammates did I have? Was it higher or lower than 16? Like a lower. No, it was surely. 11. 11? Very it was 11. 11 aside. I had Nigel Mansell, John Travolta, Fiona Fullerton. Well, there we go. <laughs> Should we do one more? Yeah, Should we have one more one. to finish? Oh, so this is, I haven't been keeping score, but I'm going to say I'm winning. 
I think the real winner here is Annika Rice's career. It really is. It we know all the gossip now. Unbelievable. Dick the I've quite boy. a lot of gossip, actually. I'm yeah. surprised at myself. Earlier this year, I appeared on The Weakest Link, but how many people were left playing after <gasps> I was voted off? Was it higher or lower than 11? Well, it's lower because doesn't it start with nine people? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to say Jenny for her quiz knowledge deserves to win that one. <laughs> She's no fool. Is that the right answer? There were three players left. Yeah. Yeah, Richard Blackwood, Kelly Bryan and comedian Susie Ruffle. Ooh. It was the strongest link, raising £4,200 for a chosen charity. I only did it because I love Ramesh Ranganathan, and my son had made it as a documentary maker, and he'd made one of his travel pieces. Oh. And so I just wanted to go and meet him. So it was a really elaborate way to go and meet him, because <laughs> they were filming in Glasgow, and uh, so it was a complicated way to go and say hello to someone. But anyway, there we go. <laughs> but he's, I do love Ramesh. Love him. I love the fact that we sort of, uh, what we've peppered the whole thing with is your amazing career, all the brilliant things you've done, and then you're quite keen on boys. <laughs> well, I would say I wasn't. What, why do you say Because, I mean, Jean-Yves, but otherwise, Dick. Dick the cabin Dick the cabin boy. Dick, well, you're, picture, you're wondering what Kenneth Kendall looks like out of his suit. I mean, no, you no, know, I meant in his, no, no. Oh, yeah, I did rather like the hypnotherapist, didn't yep. I? Yeah. Yeah. There's no shame in it, Annika. I no. think, you know, what we've had... It was the 80s. It, it was. It was it was the, the 80s. 80s. And the 90s. And the 90s. And the 90s. And the noughties. And now. I mean, you know. Oh, Annika, we absolutely have loved talking about this. I think that quiz show format is... Play your cards, Rice. Do you think definite commission for that one? <laughs> That's going to be on yep. Guernsey TV before you know it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been an absolute delight, hasn't it? A joy, a joy. I, I've learned so much and some, <laughs> some things are burned into my mind that I will never forget for better or worse. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being our very special guest in Guernsey on our special oh. Girls Away trip. And thank you also to our gorgeous Amazing audience. Amazing audience. Yeah. Give yourself a round of applause. The real winners. The real winners, all of you, and give it up for our special guest, Annika Rice! Yeah. Thank you to our lovely producer, Amanda, and to John and Ian and everyone here who have been absolutely Magnificent gorgeous. Magnificent venue here at St. James. We are having the best time, and we will be uh, available for cocktails later. <laughs> have bum man washed and sent to our dressing room. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do have him washed. I just feel yeah, that's quite... Please, please. That's quite key. It's been so lovely. I think the bar, hopefully, there's still a bit of time at the bar. Yeah. Um, and once again, Annika Rice. Thank um, from you, Jenny guys. and I, thank, thank you. So <laughs> Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Potter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.